I'm Christina. And I'm Megan. And, and this, this is, is the, the aftermath, aftermath of Sex. I'm a certified nurse midwife. And I'm a registered nurse. And, and this, this is, is not medical advice. Welcome back to another fun week. Yeah, welcome back. I just looked out the window <laughs> and there's some kind of heavy equipment with a man riding in a basket. Way up top and he's not. Oh, nope. He's not buckled in. He's not. He's not buckled in for safety. <laughs> they know that there's nurses available, but I don't think they know what kind of nurses we are. So it's a bad I, deal. I know. I what know. are they doing? I don't know. I just thought that was unusual. They're thing. probably trimming trees. Oh, trimming you know? trees. Yeah. Yeah, for the power lines. Oh, the power lines. Because I was like, you get like, this is know. publicly maintained out here. Christina lives out in the woods. It, it, <laughs> I live down the woods too. And then I Listen, went back to town. It's like, um, lots of people live in the woods. It's a lot. In the back. sticks. We live in the sticks. No, um, uh, it's not public maintained, but there's the, a, but the like power the, lines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean. There was a moose in my yard yesterday. Oh, there was? Yeah. I thought that they had moved Super close. the woods. And I should show you the picture. My daughter got really close. Oh, she was hiding. She? she thought she was hiding behind the car. Okay. Um, and I was scary. like, you're a little too close, darling. I agree. Oh, so that is pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she wasn't hiding very well. She, <laughs> she's, she moved behind the car when I told her you're too close. It, look, does it, it looks like the two or three year old maybe. Yeah. It didn't look um, here they are. Here they are across the road. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the mom and her baby. I'll like show the people. Baby? I'll show yeah. the people. Oh, yeah. yeah, put it up there. Yeah, I'll put Christina's it on the social. Really good with the social. Well, I'm trying to be better. You're so good. You're, Did I... you see the drawing of my heart? Yes. For heart disease week? Yes. I was pretty impressed with my, I mean, I did do a how to draw a realistic looking heart oh, demo did. and I did it freehand. You are so amazing. Well, You're I tried so my skilled. best. I don't know about that. Maybe you should be an artist. I showed my husband retire. and he was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I just got a step by step better than my how to walk in womb. Well, that was cute with the little eyelashes. You can't yeah. get you can't get good. rid of those eyelashes. No. You made it a human um uterus. <laughs> uterus yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, go look at our social on Instagram or mm -hmm. Facebook and you'll see these you'll these see. <laughs> lovely social media yes, attempts from right. me. Yeah. Attempts to get attention. Yeah. yeah. So Megan's got her her poop in a group this this I week, do. I'm pretty sure this is going to be so much better than last week. Well, you know what? I be more organized. We had a good time, and it I think that's fun. all we that matters. A lot, and yeah. Sometimes you just got to laugh. It's it's life's medicine, natural it's medicine. It's true. Yeah. Um. Don't forget to get your stories in. Oh. Yeah. Here comes here comes the people. Here, We're going to pause for the cause. Okay. Before we get attacked. Oh, Hi, pooch. Oh, didn't pause. Okay, so. That was my dog attacking. Yeah, not really. She's very sweet. She's, she attacks with love. She attacks with a lot of love. Lot. She's a big body. She is. So her love is sometimes painful. I know. And she whines when she's really happy, which is quite disturbing to listen to because it sounds like she's sad. It really is sad. It really 
really took me by surprise the first time I heard this. I have to show you a video that I took. I might post this to social oh, yeah. because my husband is just giving her love and yeah. she's just a baby crying. crying. I know. And it's like, she's just, you think she's hurting, but she's just love. She's just so happy. I know. It's I know. so crazy. I was actually telling a student about her recently <laughs> and they have a German, or they knew someone who had a German shepherd that did the same thing. Yeah. Too. I guess that's like part of their characteristic, yeah. which is super cute. Kind of, but also like, what's wrong? What's Don't wrong? cry. But I she know. cries every day. She does every day. Every day. Joy. Yeah. But the, what I was saying was that we took the door off to get the couch up here. Yeah. And then I never put the door back on yet. And so now they just have free reign. Free reign. From no boundaries. No <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> anyway, so I'm looking forward to today's episode. Yeah. Okay, well, let's just hop right in. Okay, let's go. PCOS part two. Here we go. Whoop, whoop. Okay, so what I wanted to do was just review, again, the criteria for diagnosing PCS. So we talked about PCOS. That That's what I said. We're going <laughs> to... POS, POS is is what PCOS is. It's definitely POS. Yep. You said I was going to do better. We are already. <laughs> it's great. This is beautiful. Okay. So um, the Rotterdam criteria that was established in 2003 in the Netherlands, they have a definition and you uh, somebody has to have two of these three criteria to be officially diagnosed. Yes. With polycystic ovarian syndrome. Yes. Okay. So number one is rare ovulations, lack of ovulations, um, absent or irregular menses. Um, because well, remember, yeah. you can have menses without ovulation. Right. And you can have ovulation without menses. Yes, but this criteria number one says you have to have both. You, you have, have to have abnormal ovulation and abnormal menses. Right. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is this excessive activity of androgens or testosterone yes. confirmed by laboratory re, uh, testing. Yeah. Yeah, not just somebody being, well, like, I think I have. Look at my hirsutism. Look at I my totally hirsutism. have testosterone. Yes. When really you were just necking with your testosterone hubby's cream. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite <laughs> Like the visual. So, so um, you know, a lot of men use like testosterone cream to supplement. I, Maybe you don't know this. I don't know this. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but one of like the warnings that you have to give them is that if they put the cream on, they can't touch oh. people for about four hours with that skin. Okay. You know, so otherwise they, they because can, they could develop they can transfer these, testosterone okay. to maybe their children oh, and, or oh, their. Yeah their spouse yeah, or, or somebody who doesn't want this excessive testosterone. Right. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. I had yeah. no idea. Okay. Wow. Learned something new. Yeah. Um, and then the third is um, features of polycystic ovaries in the, in an ultrasound. Mm -hmm. So a visual in 14, 12, 12. Wow. 12. Good memory. Thanks. Yeah. A week. Week with nine. She can't remember. It's a dozen. A dirty dozen. A dirty dozen. It is a dirty dozen. That is a dirty dozen. Terrible. Okay, so those are the three things. We are so crazy sometimes. I, I love us though. I know, I it's all right. <laughs> so a hormonal imbalance, um, not necessarily understood how the hormonal balance kind of occurs, but this is really thought to be the primary culprit. So um the excessive testosterone 
causes other reproductive hormones to be imbalanced too. So estrogen and progesterone. Prolactin. Prolactin. Thank you. And um, the cysts themselves that are developed, they're not necessarily dangerous or painful themselves, just the cysts themselves, but they interfere with reproductive health, yep. which is really, really the big issue from PCOS. And they can be very painful when they rupture yeah. or burst. Um most people are diagnosed with PCOS during their 20s and 30s. And oftentimes when they're trying to become pregnant, yeah. they can't. So then they go through all of this infertility treatment. And we're going to have an episode about infertility uh, coming up really soon. Um, so I'm not going to go too much into Which is super exciting because yeah, there's like things happening. Yeah, there's cool stuff. So there are some risk factors. Um most conditions come with some sort of risk factors yep. that make them more likely to develop a condition. So we'll talk about what those are for PCOS. So genetics, this is kind of a big one. Um, does your mom or sister have PCOS? Right. Because that would put you at greater risk. If a woman is diagnosed with PCOS, her sister has about a 40% chance of having it as wow. well. Which I thought was really that's big. That's big. Like a big. Yeah. Yeah. Four in 10. Yeah. So um, anyway. Yeah. Some research, some research suggests that if your mother has PCOS, you are eight times as likely to be diagnosed um, than someone who does not have PCOS. Wow. In some research, because this isn't necessarily right. confirmed. That's actually um, pretty big, though. Yeah. But here's something really interesting. Okay. The risk is increased if your mom smoked cigarettes during her pregnancy. Stop. Isn't How do they even weird? figure that out? I don't know. But Wow. I know. Okay, don't do it. Yeah. Don't smoke in pregnancy. Just don't smoke in pregnancy. And then it causes it, troubles. It, with all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, there has been some gene mapping done for PCOS, but they have not been able to identify a single gene. Okay. You know, whereas like with the breast cancer, they can yep. identify the BRCA gene and then you can make it, you know, make right. decisions and choices. Oh, yeah. So um, anyway... So once they identify that, that might actually be really helpful. Yeah. Figure that out. But like, again, I said in the last episode, there's active research happening um, with PCOS because there's just, it's so poorly understood and um, can be really difficult to treat. Another um, risk factor, which is actually a risk factor for all kinds of things, which is chronic stress. So um, it is linked to chronic inflammation, weight gain, and infertility. So mm. chronic stress. So um, some research shows that people with PCOS have long-term and low-grade inflammation that can lead to the production of this testosterone. Interesting. I, know. I thought that was okay. really interesting because I didn't think about that. Um, and then again, just chronic stress can have lots of other health health implications. Um, and I feel like disease. we we just live in an in a increased stress world like we take on more every day um like you're doing graduation and all of these like we just take on more responsibility to help the people around us generally or to help ourselves or whatever but um causes this increase it's not without its side effects it's not without side effects yeah my son told me i don't know it was maybe a year ago a year and a half ago he's like mom you are addicted to stress because i am always taking on extra like, uh, extra all the time and my mom is always telling me to not do so much yeah <laughs> Megan will you just rest yeah and I one day I guess I don't know and then I think about all the things to give up but the, everything I do I feel like is important so anyway well don't give stress. up this 
You know, people ask me how I have time to do this yeah. all the time. I'm like, yeah. but it's like just, my therapy. Yeah. I love doing I this. It is. It's a good time. So I, I hope everybody keeps listening. Yeah. Keep so listening. we can keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Good plug there. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't you go anywhere either. Megan. Oh, I won't. This is part of the good stress. This is good stress. No good stress. Almost everything I do is actually good stress. I have very yeah. few bad stressors, but it's still stress. It's still like things that feel yeah. pressure, you know? Yeah. So chronic stress. So then thinking about that, like what are ways to manage your yeah. stress and to just make it not so, you know, feel it so hard. Right. So like right now I'm, I spend a lot of time gardening. I love it. It's actually yeah. my favorite thing to do. I just love it. It just makes me feel so good. You know, when I'm feeling stressed. Yeah. Okay. Another risk factor is insulin resistance. So the research is still pretty early on this, but it does appear that too much insulin may cause the ovaries to overproduce this testosterone. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting, but there's um, not a whole lot of research. About yeah. That. Okay. So, um, so then when you're thinking about like things you could like, is this preventable? Well, not really necessarily. I mean, there may, you know, like, um, like stress, you can maybe manage that, but like mm -hmm. a lot of these other things, you know, genetics, you can't change that. You can't change you genetics. Can't. You no can't way. change what's going on within yeah. the body. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Um, so there are symptoms. So we'll talk about that. So irregular periods or abnormal menstruation, a complete absence of menses, um, it could also involve like heavy, heavy bleeding during periods, Yeah, but just irregular periods. Mm -hmm. um, abnormal hair growth. We've talked about this. Hirsutism. 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 That's hirsutism. Mm -hmm. Hirsut. Yeah. She has a suit and it's she hers. Hirsutism. So this affects 70% of people who are diagnosed with PCOS. So that's significant. So this that is, is, so like if you notice something like this, you know, just be aware of your body. If you're starting to grow hair, like I have, I have chin hair all of a sudden yeah. in my life. That might just be, I think it's your age. age. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> because I'll tell you that my, my cycle's very regular. Yeah. Nowadays. So that. No, so. nope. It's pretty on yeah. spot. Um, but yeah, it's going to be this abnormal hair growth. Yeah. Like on your face or like your chest or abdomen if it yeah. wasn't there before. And yeah. Stuff like that. Um, PCOS can also cause acne, yeah. like especially on the back, chest and face yep. in particular. That's where most acne happens. Um, and this is going to continue past your vulnerable teenage years, Yeah, you know, or where you're um, going to be more prone to it. Yeah. And it can often be difficult to treat. Mm -hmm. So um, obesity. Mm -hmm. So between 40 and 80% mm -hmm. of people with PCOS have obesity or yep. elevated BMI. Yep. So that right there though, could be something yeah. that you could, and we're going to talk about lifestyle changes yeah. and ways to manage it. Um, and, but they can also have trouble like maintaining a healthy weight, you know, yeah. even if they try or and that change comes their back diet, to that. And then that is insulin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so darkening of the skin, mm. this is going to be related to this metabolic disorder generally. Mm -hmm. Um, you can get patches of dark skin, especially in the folds of your neck. That yeah. is like a classic sign of metabolic disorder. Yeah. Um, it can also appear in your armpits, mm -hmm. your groin, like uh, between the legs and under the breasts. So darkening of the skin. Yep. Um, and then cysts, obviously. 
um, that are detected on ultrasound. Another symptom or sign is like skin tags, developing these skin tags. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. <laughs> I was just showing Megan one of my skin tags. She's like, yeah. Look, I got, I got one. <laughs> I started getting skin tags after pregnancy. Yes, I did too. And so my, I think that's I have a skin tag well. story. I'll tell my skin tag story okay. later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Christina, she's being silly. Um, okay. And then this is also interesting because thinning hair. So you're going to be growing hair in places you don't want it. You're going to lose it in places that you do. It's yeah. a terrible deal. It is. Yeah. And then infertility. So PCOS is the most common cause of mm -hmm. infertility in women. Um, not ovulating regularly or frequently enough can um, result in not being able to conceive. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, more of that to come. Okay. So a little bit more on diagnosing. So there's not like a single test used to diagnose PCS like we talked about. There have to, there's multiple ways you're going to get a really, um, your provider is going to get a very, very detailed and thorough history mm -hmm. on you. Um, they're going to ask, they want to know your family history because there's could be this genetic component. If you have, you know, your auntie and your mom and your grandma all had this, then yep. you know, if you're having these symptoms, it seems a little easier to maybe diagnose. Um, they're going to take your weight and blood pressure. They'll do a physical exam. Um, looking specifically for excess facial hair, hair loss, acne, discolored skin, and skin tags, all of those things that we just talked about. Yep. Um, they're also going to do a pelvic exam um, to just look for other maybe abnormal masses mm -hmm. that may um, be contributing to these symptoms. Yep. Or any other abnormal growths or um, reasons for abnormal bleeding and stuff like that. So yeah. Exam. And then um, blood tests for sure to yep. test for hormone levels. Um, uh, often a pelvic ultrasound will be done yep. um, just to look at the ovaries, that, uh, check the thickness of the uterine lining, and then look for other causes of abnormal bleeding. Yeah. So um, oftentimes this can be, um, oh, what's the phrase I should have had it in my head before I started talking about it but a um when you're looking when you're ruling out a bunch of stuff right and so then all it can be left is maybe this yeah so it's a diagnosis of exclusion thank you that's yes that was thank you I needed that um also they're gonna um screen for depression and anxiety and um sleep apnea yeah even too so did I miss anything was there anything else maybe I think that that's would... that's the start for sure okay yeah um, so there are lots of complications of PCOS. Um, I think these um, like really speak to how the syndrome affects other body systems. Yeah. And it's not just your um, reproductive health. Yeah. Really. It's so true. Yeah. So, um, and it's also important to remember that not everyone is going to experience all of these complications and some who are diagnosed with PCOS may not experience um, any of them. Right. So there's lots to it. But infertility, infertility, like we talked about, is really a kind of a primary complication that people experience, which can be really devastating. Um, gestational diabetes mm -hmm. um, or pregnancy-induced hypertension, high blood pressure, a miscarriage or premature birth. Um, not I, This was interesting because I didn't know this, but non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, which is fatty liver. Yeah. And I had no idea. Um and then this causes severe liver inflammation and yep. lots of other problems. Um, 
then this metabolic syndrome. So metabolic syndrome is basically like defined as like a cluster of conditions that include high blood pressure, high blood sugar, um, unhealthy cholesterol or triglycerides um, that significantly increase your risk of heart heart and blood vessel disease. Mm-hmm. So um, there's isn't it insulin resistance as oh, well? Yeah, and and yeah. insulin resistance, absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's yeah. a big component. Yeah, huge component. Yeah. Um, and then type 2 diabetes or prediabetes can be a complication. Sleep apnea, which I just thought was so bizarre. Well, because most of your population is, is it has obesity. obesity. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. And so I'm it just, just increases your risk yeah, for that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then depression, anxiety, various types of eating disorders. Um, and then this one too, I thought was interesting, but cancer of the uterine lining. So endometrial cancer. Well, so the reason why yeah, I'll tell, tell you why, um, is because we're meant to have a slough of the lining every, at least we're meant to have it every month okay. on a regular 28 day cycle ish. Right. But if you go longer than three months, it gives that endometrial lining time to proliferate or okay. change, causing abnormal cells in the endometrium, okay. which then form into those abnormal cells, then have a higher chance of going into cancer. Okay. So if you haven't had immenses, But that is not related to your birth control. No. Because so that inhibits the growth of the endometrial lining. Right, exactly. So like, say you have a birth control that doesn't cause menses, absolutely fine. But if you have no birth control and you haven't had a menses within the last three months, okay. you should go in and have a what we call a withdrawal bleed with a medication that will make your body have a period so you can get all of that lining out and decrease your risk for this cancer. Endometrial cancer. Thanks. I didn't, You're welcome. I didn't read about that. That was great. Yeah. I really liked that, learning about that. Okay. So... Treatments. Oh, did I did I miss any? Did no, that I, was good. Did I cover the list? I'm glad I got to it? like partake in some information. It's yeah, really great. Throw throw all your. I love. Out. I love this. So good. Yeah. Okay, so treatments. Treatments are tricky. Treatments are going to focus on managing the symptoms and things that are important to you or your desired outcome, exactly. right? Yes. So if your um, issue is not infertility, then we're not going to try to make you fertile. You know right. I mean, we're going to so, fix this by giving you some, um, an IUD, yeah. no, <laughs> or birth, birth control. So it's really, um, or, or maybe, um, you know, maybe it's the hirsutism. I could say this. Hirsutism. Hirsutism. I'm having such a hard time. <laughs> anyway, if that's really bothersome to you, mm-hmm. then a focus of treatment can be to help to prevent that. So it's really going to be individualized what it right. is that you want for your life. Yeah. And there are things that can help with there hirsutism. Are. Yeah. Well, tell us. Oh, I don't um, think I talked about like it. there's spironolactone. There's like this cream oh, that yeah. you can put on. Okay. And um, yeah, there's, there's some, there's things, there's some agents that we can do. It's not perfect. There's laser hair removal. There's all sorts of options. Very good. Yeah. Okay, I was looking at my list of medications. I don't think I have that one on there. Cool, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so some lifestyle changes, though. Yeah. You know, if you have an increased BMI, um, you know, like trying to lose the weight through um, a healthy diet and mm-hmm. exercise. 
Um, even a moderate reduction in weight can really make a big difference. A huge, especially huge. in infertility. Like yes. I've had moms that go and they lose 15 or 20 pounds and they get pregnant yeah. and they've had infertility yeah. for like a year and a half yeah. or two years. It's incredible. incredible. Yeah. 5%, um, just as little as five, losing 5% 5 of your body weight can make tremendous difference. From so if you're uh, 200 pounds, let's just yeah. say, and you lose 5%, that's, 10 pounds. Which is not like a whole lot. I mean, it is. Well, it can't, yeah. Don't discount no, if you're sorry. losing 10 pounds. That's, that's a big deal. That is a lot of butter but sticks. It's, <laughs> but it, it feels like an achievable goal. To yeah, make, it's you know, definitely. like 30 pounds. Or right, something like exactly. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, yeah, you already talked about that. You The. Um, butter sticks the, the, not the butter just kidding and <laughs> so my my late grandma myrtle she oh, I love that yeah um she uh would always say well i've lost another 10 sticks of butter oh. it was just like the cutest thing because you so when you can visualize butter yeah. and she's just like i, I just know. got rid of a I'm four pack of... you know oh, yeah it was cute. So cute yeah she made me happy right Anyway, um, well, losing weight can also increase the effectiveness of other medications you're taking to mm -hmm. try to manage those too. So, um, you know, your healthcare provider and maybe like a registered dietitian or nutritionist or somebody like that, you can get on board mm -hmm. with um, this treatment and just helping with your personal weight loss goals. Yeah. Um, there are medications to help. So if you're um, trying to regulate menstruation, um, a combination birth control pill can be helpful. So pills that contain both estrogen and progestin um, uh, decrease androgen or that testosterone production and regulate your estrogen. Mm -hmm. And then um, and then that um, can help to regulate your menses. Um, it can help with the yeah irregular bleeding and excess hair growth and acne too. So yeah, those are. I know I actually have um, multiple. Um, students they feel really comfortable just telling their business in class which is great i guess for a lot of things yeah but they'll um i've had multiple just talk about how they're taking birth control mm -hmm. specifically to kind of manage some of these things yeah too. so um some progestin therapy so taking progestin for 10 to 14 days every one to two months can help to regulate periods and protect so, against this endometrial cancer yeah so that's yeah. what um that's, that's provera very good um that would do like a withdrawal bleed with the withdrawal bleed mm -hmm. okay cool um, I, they didn't use that terminology when I was reading. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Withdrawal. It might just be what I say, but okay. it makes sense. Um, let's see. so if you're trying to get pregnant, birth control pills are not the way to manage. No, this, you but, know what I mean? But, but it can manage those other things. But maybe some metformin can. Maybe some, yeah, maybe some can. I think I have metformin on here. I do. Uh, good. Okay. So, um, if you are trying to become pregnant, there are multiple medications you can try. Yeah. I think you actually named off quite a few of these. So, um, uh, Clomiphen. Clomid. Clomid. Is yep. that the, yeah. the generic for Clomid? Um, this oral anti-estrogen medication is taken during the first part of your menstrual cycle and yep. can increase um, yep. your chances of getting pregnant. A lot of people, this is all they need. Yeah. Clomid or there's Femara now. Yep. Femara um, or Letrozole. That's just all. Mm -hmm. This is a breast cancer treatment that can work to stimulate the ovaries. Yep. Yeah, very cool. And then metformin. Metformin. <laughs> so this is generally for type 2 diabetes. 
Um, and it's like an oral medication and it just helps to improve that insulin resistance. So one of the, the labs that we do is um, an insulin. And if it's elevated some and you have infertility, then we start with metformin because it's a great place to start yeah. with very minimal side effects. And oftentimes is all women need. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Okay. So you would do the metformin if they had elevated insulin, mm -hmm. because that's going to correct that problem. Right. First. Nice. And, then, and then, like, then you would go to like Clomid if that didn't work. Well, so I usually do. So Famara is oh, um, what we would use maybe... It depends. Clomid versus okay. Framara. Um, it depends on where the infertility is coming from. Okay. And um, one has a higher incidence of twins. Um, oh. And like Clomid okay. has a higher incidence of twin gestation. Um, and it's actually got higher side effect profile. Oh, okay. Um, and then the Famara is generally works for most people and has less side effects, um, less risk of twin gestation, although it's still more than if you were just naturally getting pregnant. Okay. Um, and uh, sometimes if Famara doesn't work, you just switch to Clomid. So they're kind of interchangeable, but it depends on where the infertility is actually okay. from. Very good. Well, we'll talk more about, I'll, I'll yeah. talk more about that yes. when I do the infertility episode. Um, Megan takes on these big topics. So I'm, so she's, she's doing infertility next and I'm doing like restless leg syndrome because it's a thing and it affects people. It is, um, it but is. infertility is too much. This like just a vast thing, but we have um, an interview coming up. Yes. We We're do, super excited about with that episode. So. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I'm throwing Megan out there because she's always picking these big ginormous. Must be my addiction to stress. I yeah. <laughs> topics that are like heavy, you know? Yeah. But yeah. they're important. Yeah. They're important episodes. Um, yeah. And then metformin too. Like it's a pre-diabetic uh, yep. or diabetes type two medication that can also um, slow that progression of the type two diabetes and helps with weight loss. Yeah. Just as a side note. Um. And then gonadotropins. Do you see these used very often? So gonadotropin, I think you you have to use for very short term. Okay. And um, I think I you know I don't use them very often. Okay. Um, well, they they um, it's an I, injection, and it causes the pituitary, which is located in the brain, to make and secrete the luteinizing hormone and the FSH or the follicle stimulating hormone, and then entices. Yeah. The so then they use that with HSG. Or uh, the um, shoot, yep, they I do. Don't know that they do. Um, human. Hold on. No, maybe I'm wrong. Okay. So they do that with another injection. Okay. That allows for. Oh, geez, it's leaving me. Um, but like when all of those other first line things don't work, then you can go know. and you can stimulate ovulation mm -hmm. with these yes. injections. Um, HCG. HCG. Oh. oh, HCG. Right? No, I don't remember. You guys, HCG, I know what it is, okay? It is our pregnancy <laughs> Megan's laughing at me. She's such I'm a brat. Us? No, I'm laughing at uh, us right now. We are ridiculous. But what I was thinking when you said um, gonad, no, Yeah. So when you said yeah. that, I was thinking, okay, we use that to shrink um, fibroids in the uterus, oh. I believe. But then maybe I'm thinking of something completely wrong. Okay. 
I did catch a baby at 3 a.m., so maybe yeah. that's my problem. Well, that's okay. And you're not looking at the research in front of you, you know? Yeah, yeah that's true. Things. I do have to, like, just look things up. But yeah. sometimes I want to know everything, like, all the time. And I that's know. just not how it works it's in my life. No, so it's not. I actually have to look up things multiple times. Well, and and you should because it's always changing. It is. It's true. Yeah. It's always changing. <laughs> um, Maybe that's the, uh, the benefit yeah. of the loss of oh, yeah. knowledge, yeah, right? Right. And then you're just not stuck in one place. You right. Know? You're forced to, like, learn stuff all the time. Yeah. All right. Well, if those don't work, <laughs> um, then in vitro fertilization may be yeah. an option too in different... Or IUI. Or, or IUI. Yeah. Um, IUI is much cheaper. Yeah. And a better way to start, maybe. Mm-hmm. I have a family member right now who just had IUI and we are just praying. Oh, let's just pray. Okay. So anyway, hopefully that's um, a good news story. I, one of the OBGYNs that I work with is very successful. His is, oh. He has a very good success oh, rate with IUA. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about that again in the infertility episode. Okay. Okay. Cool. So we talked a little bit about some surgical intervention in the last episode. This, this, uh, uh, I've lost my words again. This, um. You've been hanging out with me too long. It's a. The wedge. The wedge. The wedge, wedge resection. All yes. I did was make my wedge out of my fingers and she knew what I was talking about. The pie, the wedge. pie wedge. No, the orange wedge. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was done. It's not used a whole lot anymore. Um, and But there is a surgical intervention that is used sometimes. And um, it's called laparoscopic ovarian drilling. And it kind of essentially is going to like do the same thing. It's going to destroy part of the ovary. And then by destroying part of the ovary, this triggers ovulation. Don't ask me how or why. I Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, your body, it's an amazing thing. Destroy yeah. it and it will come back, I guess. I don't know. No, that's not my advice to everybody. But, don't don't um, no. That no, that was not medical advice. Do no, not destroy that was your body. Not medical advice. In fact, <laughs> do the opposite. Yeah. Take care of your body. Love your body. Yeah. Um, there have been uh, circumstances where some women have had regular menstrual cycles in the months following the surgery, um, and even some um, get pregnant, but it's just like, it's not successful enough to kind of justify the um, invasiveness. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Um, and also, they have a greater risk of um, developing adhesions and scarring with yeah. the ovary, which then you're going to have a whole other set of yeah. problems, you know? Yeah. It's going to be the same thing. Yeah. So it's really, this, this is really, I think, just used after maybe all, all the last-ditch efforts, yeah. you know, right. mostly to try to have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are obviously some risks with the surgery too. Mm-hmm. So um, as with any surgery, it's, you know, anesthesia, you can have a bad reaction. Um, there can be abnormal bleeding or damage or scarring that we talked about to these reproductive organs, infection, um, pain, stuff like that. So yeah. you really want to, um, you know, weigh the risk versus the benefit. With yep. Um, okay. So a way to treat excessive hair growth. Here we go. We got you. I think you talked Spurnal about Spurnalactum. Yeah, I have it right here. I have it right here. Sorry, it's been a little while. She, just, wrote this she just remembered. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, right. This was, this was it. Yeah. So um, birth control pills. So this will decrease the production of testosterone too, yep. that can cause the success of hair growth and acne. Um, 
the spironolactin. So this blocks the effects of the this testosterone in the skin. Um, but it's not recommended if you're um, pregnant or planning to become pregnant because it can cause birth defects. It can, especially in male babies. Oh, really? Specifically? Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Um, so you got to make sure to use an effective birth control if yes. you are using this. But if your goal is to just treat your excessive hair growth and your acne, this is a pretty good way, huh? Yeah. yeah I mean, it's okay. So it's not rapid. Okay. okay you have to... You have to be using it for three to six months before okay. you see a change. Okay. And then you have to continue using it. Okay. So you have to be really dedicated yep. for the cause. Yep. Yeah. Um, do you find many women are dedicated for the cause? Or, well, or they, do they just throw in the towel and they're like... No, oh. there's a lot of women that are dedicated, especially if they're used to taking a, a pill every day. Yeah. Um, women who are not, yes. are not as dedicated. Yeah. Um, well, and... Yeah, I think laser hair removal oh, has been a really great option yeah. because it really does minimize the amount of hair growth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And um, the electrolysis too. Yes. Yeah. But we will have an episode here in the future. Um, yes. An interview. An interview about, about on removal. a hair removal specialist. Yeah. So yeah. About that. Um, and then there's creams. Yeah. How do I say it? Vanacqua. Venequin? Ven Hold on. Eflornithine or Venequa is how it's Ven spelled. I don't know. It could be Venequa. I, I would have to look at it. Did I miswrite it? No. Anyway, it slows facial hair growth. I thought it was like Venequa or something. Can. I, don't, I, I have no. Maybe so. There might be multiple brand names of it. Yeah. Who knows? Um, and then different, like if your problem is acne, then you're going to treat your acne and there's different ways to do that. Um, too. pills, you know, topical creams, yeah. different types of medications. So talk to your healthcare provider about that. Okay. Oh, Veniqua. 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 That's what I said. You said Veniqua. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Am I? Do, 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 do. That's what I said. Okay, Coraline. <laughs> I feel like I'm arguing with my child. No, I'm kidding. You're not my child. I love you. I mean, I love my child. What? Oh, boy. We're going to lose all credibility and trust with our audience. No, you guys love us, right? That's why you keep listening. Okay. So now you have. There's no desperation there. Not at all. So now you have an appointment with a trusted provider, such as Christina here. Okay. And so you should make a list of, of questions, all of your things, yes. right? All the things to tell. Cause some, you, I know you can relate to this. People forget about their lives, right? You ask them questions. They forget what medicines they're taking. They don't know their allergies. They don't know if they had surgery in 2019. They just, they're terrible historians sometimes because they're stressed out. They're right? so busy. Into, yeah. And you go into like when we see patients at the hospital, I do triage a lot, right? And so people come in and they're worked, they're nervous. They're there for a reason. Right. It's because they're concerned that there's a problem, or maybe it's their mm -hmm. labor gonna have their baby. Um, or you, I mean, a lot of people get nervous going to the doctor. So it's, it's probably always advisable if you have a concern, write a list. Like write it down. So things that you would want to take note of are symptoms, how long you've had them, um, and what you've been having specifically. 
Um, information about your periods, you know, kind of keeping, there's lots of period apps now to help you just kind of keep track. Because that's a really valuable piece of information when trying to diagnose yep. PCOS. It's like one of the criteria, right? Um, all your medications, you should know what medicines you're putting in your body. This is a life lesson for everybody. Know the medicines you're putting in your body. So many people come in and they're like, I don't know what I was taking. I'm taking, I'm taking this for that, but they have no idea. So just know, just try to know. Try to know. Try to know. If you yeah. make a list, then you don't have to know, but you can have you it. You can available. have it available. Keep it in your jacket pocket. Or, or, or on your phone. Or on your phone. Like there's a notes I form. Do. I use it for all the things. Yeah. yeah. Um, any like personal medical information, any health conditions, any stressors or life changes yeah. that would cause stressors, you know, things mm -hmm. that um, might just impact your daily Like a move, life. a job change, yeah. a loss of a family member. Yeah. Um, divorce I don't know like all yeah, sorts all of things of that things. cause major yeah. life changes a right. new baby uh, yeah. like all the things there's so many things right yeah that affect us and then um write down any questions that you um that you have and some questions that you could potentially ask yeah we'll end with this perfect I so, love it um what tests does your provider recommend so you're talking about this you're going to go they're going to go through their health assessment and then hopefully they're just going to they're going to get, come up that. with a plan. We could but, do this, this, or this, yeah. or all of these things, yeah, or exactly. none of these things, or whatever. Yeah. Um, you can ask how PCOS affects your chance of getting pregnant, specifically after their assessment. They may have a sure. little more detailed, specific information right. for you. Um, are there any medicines that could help? Right. Um, what um, lifestyle changes could you potentially make to help improve your symptoms? Mm-hmm. Um, how can PCOS affect your health in the long term? Looking at your personal clinical picture, you know, just thinking about those things that we just talked about. Um, and if you have any other medical conditions, how can those be managed together? Yeah, in addition those are to great questions. PCOS? So just some things that I found that, you know, you guys might want to, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I wonder if this is happening. Um, anyway. Yeah. yeah. And don't, um, don't get frustrated if you go in thinking you have PCOS and you don't come out with a diagnosis that day, because remember it's a diagnosis of exclusion. So there's going to be a right. lot of ancillary yeah. things that we have to look into before we can definitively say, yeah. Hey, this is truly this, right. or this is this. And you might have to follow up and yeah. have more than one visit to to really get to the bottom of your specific situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that that's it. I love it. That's that's what I got. There's that was so great. there's so much. I mean, we could have gone into detail with yeah. a lot of this stuff, but hopefully you kind of have a, you know, idea of symptoms and complications and different things that you would want to think about or talk to your provider about. I um I just wanted to um remind people to to write in their stories and tell us all about them. Yeah, birth please. adventures. This is your last opportunity to um, get some free merch. Yes, take a couple more days. At the end of the month. Okay, so y'all, she, she couldn't. She couldn't. It was driving me nuts. Yeah. I had to say like an anatrope, and I'm like, I was just really struggling in my yes. brain, my fatigued brain, but HCG is the, the human yeah. chorionic gonadotropin, gonadotropin, which is the HCG, yes. it's a pregnancy hormone, yes. 
Lord have mercy. I am an expert. I promise. Um, just sometimes it doesn't like click in my brain, but anyway, I wanted to tell you that that is truly what it is. It's yes. injections, um, that, uh, an OBGYN generally, like I don't prescribe them or do those. Um, yeah. so if you've gone through all of those first line that I knew a lot about, yeah. <laughs> um, when those things don't work generally, a certified nurse midwife will then kind of, um, if they don't specialize in infertility, they'll um, kind of refer to an OBGYN. Sorry to go back to that. It was just really bothering me. Yeah, well, I'm glad you cleared that up for everybody. And yeah. now you guys don't have to Google it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, um, yeah. Oh, don't okay. forget your stories. Yeah. Don't forget, don't forget to share us. Okay. okay. And we hope you feel enlightened. And spread joy and laughter and fun and all of the things. All the things. All the things. Bye. Bye.